everybody. Welcome to the Psalm Session Holiday Special. Merry Christmas and season greetings to you, my naughty little elf, Brent Kinnaird. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm your partner in Christmas, I think, right? My partner in Christmas. The Krampus to my to my claws. See, you always, uh, you always go down a road like this, and we end up not being able to backtrack. So let's just it's move true. on. Let's move on. It's true. Well, you know what we're going to move on to is uh, we have a very special guest who's joining us right off the hop here today. And I've, I've prepared an intro that it brings me no shortage of joy. It's something I've wanted to do for a very long time. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on our Psalm Sessions Holiday Special, international multi-golden platinum artist hailing from Toronto, Ontario, the unofficial sixth member of the Rat Pack, Mr. Matt Dusk. Matt, oh, how are you, good sir? Oh, 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How are you, young man? I am feeling the joy. I am feeling the Christmas spirits in my liver. It is going Amazing. to be a wonderful night. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Did you like that intro? I it's it it I it was for you, sir. I I thought it was very generous. So thank you. Obviously, you have me mixed up with someone else, but uh, I am here in place of that person. I've actually I've had the pleasure of seeing Matt's show in Hamilton at Christmas time for the last three years. Um, my liver still has not recovered from any of those. Uh, I bought a horse at the last one. Wow. I, I, <laughs> I honest to goodness, bought a horse. I, so this show, for those of you who, who have never been to this, uh, it is a brilliant show. Matt is a, a, a wonderful entertainer. It's, it's stories, it's music, it's, it's Christmas, it's the classics, it's everything. And uh, there is an auction for charity. And I may or may not have had a little bit too much to drink at this event, and I bought my wife a racehorse in an auction. What seems like a good what... idea can be <laughs> oh, regretful the next yeah. day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, your your show, unfortunately, was not able to happen this year, right? What? Yeah. yeah. 2020 has been uh, a, a year of new memories. And as uh, we like to joke in our, our, our household, hopefully memories that we'll forget. You know, it's yeah. been, uh, we really were looking forward to doing this uh, annual Christmas show that we've been doing uh, down in Hamilton for years. And the reason why, and I try to explain this to people because they don't really understand until they're there. Um, it's a very small room. We only have maybe a couple hundred people. Now, for, for me and, and my band, we're used to playing for, um, you know, usually bigger audiences, over a thousand and, and, and so forth. This is where... It's like the old school Vegas where you've got tables of four, you've got wine on the tables, you've got food. And what happens is that the audience throughout the evening warms up and eventually mm -hmm. buys a horse. So that's why we love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't believe I you bought know, a horse. Uh, Matt, Matt uh, Miles buying a horse is, is absolutely one of my favorite stories of all time. He, he's, he's actually recounted it on, on numerous occasions and, um, it, it really makes me want to come to the, the Christmas show that I, I can't come to this year. And, you know, th this has been something we've talked about, Miles and I, uh, quite a bit on the show over the last handful of months is everyone is so desperately missing the live concert experience. And, uh, you know, every artist that we talk to has their own story about shows they've gone to 
and shows that they've performed and just what it's meant or not meant to miss out on those live experiences this year. What, what What's the year been like for you, you know, being uh, absent to the stage? I have become a very good carpenter um, <laughs> in, in the spirit of Joseph. Um, it's, it's, you know, home renovation projects really kind of got a hold because what's interesting is a lot of people don't understand that, that, that music, uh, is very creative and you have a set idea, you set out to do it. And eventually you come to a solution or, or a final product. So with learning new skills at home, um, I was, uh, you know, for example, I've got a, a elderly neighbor um, and I end up building them some racks for their brooms and stuff. And, you know, it just became more, more about interacting with uh, the community because I couldn't actually be on stage interacting with that community. So for us as musicians, we're, you know, we really love to be involved with people. We love to perform with people because they're, you know, they're the most important people in that room. Yeah. And, and you are a very collaborative guy. When you look back at uh, the career that you have had, um, you know, uh, you, you look at some of your albums. I'm thinking of your your second studio album. You had a 58 piece orchestra. That's that's crazy. Also expensive. <laughs> I can imagine. Yes, I uh, I'm, I'm although I'm slightly hurt. I'm a jazz trombone player and I wasn't asked to be in that orchestra. Oh, but we'll, I'm going to I'm going to look past that one for Maybe now. Maybe we can have a Zoom call and have like a trombone vocal. <laughs> there we or, go. Uh, don't even joke. 300 even joke, stream man. it's us on repeat. It's Christmas. Don't uh, don't don't rob me of that joy at Christmas. That would be amazing. But the but, thing is, is okay. like you talk about that. You talk about the the being being a part of a community, collaborating all the time. And and yeah. from jazz music specifically, there is a history of collaboration. Um, I get asked this question a lot. Why do I like to collaborate with so many people? Because when I first started off, when I was uh, you know seventeen, eighteen, and by the time I was nineteen, I could actually perform in bars. This is like the old days where you you play in a basement and there's smoke everywhere, everything's open, people are drinking. I mean, any, anyone at any one time could hop up on stage and we could sing together. And that to me was what made music so amazing because if you go to a, a party and you meet somebody, hi, how are you? Uh, you try to find some common footing. What do you do? Um, oh, wow, isn't the food great? But it's with music, you don't, need to have that awkward introduction the music there is there is a common theme so what i love about christmas is that because most of the music that we enjoy at christmas time they're kind of our last standards our standards that have been around for 50 60 70 years obviously some some newer but they're songs that are all based in tradition so immediately you have this collaboration of someone who heard White Christmas for the first time when they were, you know, in 1950, someone when they were, uh, you know, in 1998. And that's the one thing I miss about all this is being able to collaborate with all these different people. And and on that note, in so in 2016, you self-produced your Christmas album, Old School Yule. And, and now I read that you had over 100 musicians on yeah. this album. Yeah. So <laughs> did, did you self-produce it? Because of what you just said, that this is a, a collaboration and a project you felt you know was important to get behind, or or why why'd you put that one together? So 
again, Christmas has been a part of my life for God. Oh, I'm I'm 42. This will be my 42nd Christmas. Um, I, and obviously not the ones that I remember. But the thing is, is all of these, um, all of these songs, all the musicians know them. We've we've we we've performed them multiple multiple times. From the title of the record, it's called Old School Yule. And the reason why it's called Old School Yule is because I wanted to pay homage to the the heyday of the big bands um, when they were recording these big orchestral tracks. So it could have been, um, say, uh, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. You know, Andy Williams did a great version of that. Um, White Christmas, obviously, we know the, the, the Bing Crosby version. And I wanted to incorporate the last stand of big bands before kind of before the rock and roll and the Beatles took off and changed music forever, because still in the 1960s -hmm. in the early sixties, big bands were still charting on top 10 radio. So I wanted to pay homage to that because, you know, you had the bongos and you had the the strings and the choirs and da, 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 da. Because after that recordings went from a hundred musicians down to like four, so this was my 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 just my my homage to a glass of whiskey and a reclining chair. Yeah, yeah. So are you the guy at parties then that you know like I'm the guy when it comes time let's do some Christmas caroling and I'm like rocking around the Christmas tree and uh, snare from murder uh. <laughs> like are but are you the guy that knows all of the lyrics to every Christmas song? And Listen, I I hate to say it, it's this new technology, it's called YouTube. <laughs> you can just plug in your stereo and you have instant Christmas karaoke. No more forgotten words. This is true. Well, look, as the gentleman with his own Christmas album, Christmas singles, funny enough, this morning, I ran to the store uh, and I said, and I'm not even making this up. As I turned on the car on the radio was Matt Dusk and Hawksley Workman uh, doing oh, your Christmas Earth. duet. Peace on yeah, Earth. It was, yeah. I thought that I was like, well, that's a pretty cool piece of serendipity. Uh, but look, Matt, I... I'm wondering if we can hit you with our, hold on. This needs a bit of, here we go. There we go. Now we're, now the mood is set. I have a quiz here of Christmas lyrics and I would love to test you if you would indulge me. Let's try. Okay. Some of these are pretty easy. Some of them are a little bit harder for me anyway, because again, I'm the murmur. So, okay. (laughs) Complete the Christmas lyrics Cause I just want you here tonight, holding on to me so tight. Sorry, are you asking me a question or? Yes, you're supposed to complete <laughs> oh, the sorry. lyric. Cause I just want you here tonight, holding on to me so tight. Brent, help me out here, man. I, I think it's Murder's Murder. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, To Perry Como. Yes. What more can I do? Oh, baby, all I want for Christmas is you. Oh, that. All right. Is that the Mariah Carey song? It must be. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I'm That's not the one. Christmas Carol guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't you done a duet Dude, with Mariah Carey? I haven't Carey listened to new Matt? music since like 1964. So you got to okay, do everything before I'll, that. I'll give you an easy one then. Complete the lyric. Deck the halls with. Again, is this a question or? Yes, you're supposed to be Bows completing the lyric. Fa la 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 la. Come on, man. Thank you. That I want to. I want to buzz in on this so badly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. What what happened on the seventh day of Christmas? Seven pipers piping. 
No, no, sir. Seven swans were a swimming. Oh my God, this is a terrible podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not the first to say that. Um, now then, complete this lyric or the fields we go. Laughing all the way. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells. There he goes. There he goes. All right, the moon is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. What comes next? Happy having a wonderful Christmas time. Uh, the next lyrics were actually, and that's enough. But you oh, have the right okay. song, so I'll, I got the song. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Um, hey, Santa Baby, what's the one thing I forgot to mention? Um, that I have a boyfriend? Santa Baby forgot to mention one little thing. Or not. It would be a ring. It would be a ring. God damn it. We got to we gotta get you uh, doing a couple of modern duets, I think. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is terrible. I'm uh, trying to look okay, at well, Google as you type. It's just not fast are enough. You, are you cheating <laughs> at Christmas? No, it is Christmas I'm not cheating. Eve. I never cheat, ever. Uh, well, are you mix and a mingle in the blank? Chris Kringle? What? <laughs> This is fabulous. I love this. <laughs> this is this would be Jingle and Feet from Jingle Bell Rock, which didn't you? Isn't that on your album? No, sir. Oh, Again. okay. I'll let that one go then. Well, okay. Here, Silent Night, Holy Night, All Is Calm, All Is Bright. He did it. Yes, yes. sir. Yes, okay, sir. I'm gonna move away yeah. from this because that did not go as yeah. well as I had hoped. So, wow. Are you I guys own... like seriously like? You guys are hardcore on this Christmas lyric thing. I can't even remember I mean, what I'm singing on stage. You have a Christmas album with 16 songs on it. And, and you didn't even pick one of them. Oh, you picked one. Maybe. Well, I picked one. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to be fair, like, as I look at the album here, like Marshmallow World, if you, I, mm. I can hear that song. I can hear it in my head. But if you asked me to sing it, I have absolutely no idea what the words are. I Couldn't bet you if I gave you a bunch of songs, you won't even know them. You want to um, try? No, I don't want this turned on me. No, How did that happen? It. You're so oh, no. quick at this. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to give you one right now. Okay. O come, O come, Emmanuel. No, I... Uh, and something captive is right. No, okay. Um, wow. No, no. Okay, okay. Try this one. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you hear what I hear? Close. Do you see what I see? Okay. All right. Damn it. Um, okay. Okay. Hold on. He's in the Christmas. Friend, help me. No, no. I, I'm loving this. I, I'm uh, going to try oh. some. Okay. City sidewalks. Eggnog. Busy sidewalks. See, this is one. This is one. I, it's like, Mershner family. I'm going, going here and my way. My wife does this to me in the car where she'll be, she'll do what you just did. And she'll yes. just tell me to sing whatever I feel is right. And uh, it's not, it's never right. Okay. Okay. One more. This is easy. Oh. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah. Chestnuts roasting on open fire. Uh, Jack Frost. Yeah, this is a weird lyric. Jack Frost nipping at my nose. You got it. Um, but I don't like we that make one a great me. team. We make a great team. <laughs> I need my bells. Team. I need my bells in the background. Are they uh, here? Let me just, oh, yeah. sorry. I took the bells away. Here we go. Yeah, okay. um, there we go. 
Okay, well, yeah. you know, you can't Brent just can't get away I, from this one. No, nope, I, I, I think we need to rescue Christmas. I'm a little I'm a little concerned right now. Okay, okay, Santa's, come on. Santa's not coming to our houses. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is an easy one, and this is for Brent. Yeah, it's, okay. it's for Brent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Jeez, there's something everywhere, I think. Boy. Yeah, you got an everywhere? Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere I go. Everywhere yes. I go. Everywhere you go. Yes. Take a look in the fire oh. and listening wow. once again with wow. Candy Canes. This is a terrible show. <laughs> right? Oh, man. All right. I mean, we've had all some... that out anyway. Yeah. We're going to have to. I th- okay. No, that's the cow. I don't. I never do. I leave all Listen, this nonsense I, I, in. I think, in fairness, anytime there's trivia, the, the pressure's always on when the spotlight's Dude, on. Dude, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing a lie detector Good. test. Yeah. 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 Are you. It's easy when you're on the sidelines. It's not so easy when you're in the hot <sighs> seat. Four pounds. <laughs> All right, let's let's hit you with an easy one. It is Christmas Eve. We're all here. Well, first, what's your uh, what's your Christmas drink of choice? Do you have a special beverage at Christmas? Ah, uh, come on, eggnog and rum, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... That's the thing that when you go to the store, you're always like, should I buy two of these mm-hmm. quarts or just one? And you're like, oh, well, everyone's gonna have some. I'll buy two. And then January comes around, you see like December 29th, and you're like, mm, <laughs> can I still drink? This? I don't know. <laughs> What about uh, Christmas traditions in the Dusk household? Do you guys have anything special, fun, unique? So we 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 celebrate it uh, three days in a row, which is um, uh, a little crazy. But uh, Christmas Eve for myself and my brother when we were kids, uh, we would always celebrate at my grand grandparents' uh, house, and you know it was the big meal. You know my my um, my grandma would be in the the kitchen cooking up in the storm. And my grandfather and I would play checkers and then we would be playing like old Bing Crosby records and Nat King Cole stuff. And, you know, like even to this day, I I have an old vinyl player that we still play those records. Obviously, then um, Christmas Day runs around. uh, Everybody comes. Well, used to everyone used to come to our house and it'd be a full day thing. We would start pretty late, but then uh, the night would come on, play cards, you know, and then... um, we used to have this thing where depending on how much we drink, who could stay the longest out in the snow with their bathing suit on? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, That sounds a bit like Festivus to me. I don't know. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love so, it. Um, you know, Matt, uh, C- Christmas is a time of uh, memories uh, from the past, creating new memories. It's hopes and dreams. It's, you know, all of those warm and fuzzy things. Uh, I wanted to ask you, is there a lullaby, a song, maybe even a Christmas carol from your youth that you remember that maybe kind of helped shape your style or helped you on your your musical path? Was there a moment when you went, this is who I am and this is where I'm going? Absolutely. It's it's that old record we used to play at my grandparents' house. It was an Atkin Cole Christmas. It was... Um... Uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. And when you hear the string lines in it, anytime I hear that recording, it just transports me back to the smell of the fried onions and butter, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the beef stew. And I, I just, I just, I, I love what this music does. Again, they're standards. All of us have so many memories. 
Yeah, and, and talking about standards, now this is one I've, I've been wanting to ask you this because it, uh, I, I was very happy to see that you put out this 2020 album, Sinatra. Uh, and I was surprised because, you know, here we are, and, and forgive me, I don't know which studio album that is. Are you up to eight, nine, 12, 16? I think a lot. It's a lot, somewhere in there, 12, 13. I still 14. love yeah. Back in Town, though, by the way. That was <laughs> my, here's my quick, here's my quick aside anecdote. Back uh, when my wife and I were dating, we used to drive around listening to Back in Town all the time. So thank you for that. Okay, so now here's Um, your lyric check. Oh, no. It seems just like yesterday when we were standing here. Um, Yeah. That's the one. 2006, man. Why are you doing this to me? hat upon my head. Head and your voice in my ear. There you go. Got it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Uh, I what a your fine mess I got myself like into this time. Nah, yeah, I love it. Um, so oh, my question, I, I digress. Uh, what, I mean, your your career and, I mean, your sound and uh, even just watching you on stage, you are Frank Sinatra. Why has it taken you until 2020 to record a Sinatra album? So funny enough, I wasn't actually recording this material to release it. It 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 oh. kind of what happened was um, I had sung these songs for 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 so long. I mean, I, I've sung them for over 20, 20 years, and I never actually did a studio recording of it. So the idea was is that we would make these songs that would have a future use. Um, who knows when we, we would release it, but, but I, but I just said, let's hire, you know, the best guys in town. Obviously they're, they're, they're older. They've been playing this music for a long time. Let's jump into the studio. We've got eight hours. I'm going to bring 18 tracks and let's see what happens. And in that eight hours, we recorded the whole album live off the floor, these 18 songs. Wow. And because there was no real necessity to, have pressure to release it. Everybody was just a little looser about it. They were like a little more like, oh, whatever, we'll just have fun. And after eight hours, you know, we've got the whiskey going, we're high-fiving. And what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of people who come to my shows obviously are very familiar with this music. But what I've noticed is that when some younger kids, and when I say younger kids, kids that are under the age of 40, (laughs) (laughs) When they're dragged to the show, sometimes they've never heard these songs before. And I'm not talking like Fly Me to the Moon, but maybe some, you know, little more obscure ones, like even say My Funny Valentine as an example. They might know what the song is, but they never heard it. And and the whole purpose of this record was that if I put it out and someone hears it just by chance on a Spotify playlist or on the radio, they might start to dive in and to discover the real mastery of the original artist who was Frank Sinatra, because as time goes by and mind the pun on the song, we we actually kind of forget because we live in such a fast, fast world. So I remember I was in the the car. I was with, um, uh, I was going downtown. This is uh, sometime around last, so summer of 2019. And uh, I was taking an Uber uh, downtown, going, going for some drinks with some friends. And this young lady, beautiful young lady, picks, uh, had to be 25, picks me up. And she's pretty chatty. She's chatty catty. 
And she's like, oh, well, uh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a musician. She's like, oh, my God, I love music. And I say, well, what do you listen to? She's like, I listen to hip hop and reggae. And I go, uh, she's like, what do you do? I say, I, I sing jazz. She goes, oh, I, I, I love jazz. And I'm like, well, then you must know who uh, Frank Sinatra is. And she goes, who? I'm like, Frank oh, Sinatra? No. You never heard? You know, um, fly me to the moon. I've got you under my skin. No. So, so I plug in my phone uh, to her system through Spotify and I start playing this. And she's like, wow, this is, this is beautiful. And I said, I said, yeah, I'm so lucky. I wrote all the songs for him. She had no idea, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so at the end of the trip, she turns around and she goes, she goes, uh, holy crap, my whole life I've been loving music and I've never heard this. Thank you so much for introducing it to wow. me. So, so at, at, from, from a, a, a musician's point of view as, an, as, as a singer, you know, my job is just to continue on the tradition of the music that we love. That's what jazz is. Nice. I, I love um, learning and chatting with different people about their musical influences and, you know, why they're a fan of a, a certain genre or a certain band. Um, and, you know, Miles will, will laugh at me because... I usually find a way in every single one of our episodes. Is this Van Halen? Yes, Are you doing Van Halen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Here yeah. we go. So my favorite band is Van Halen, and I'm the self-proclaimed biggest fan in the world of, of that band. And I know, Matt, that you secretly listen to them when no one's watching, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> my question is two-part. Is there a band or a musician that might surprise us that is on rotation on a playlist that you would have? And my second question is about the collaboration piece. You know, we've, you talked a lot about working with other artists and a lot of the music that you've recorded. And so I'm curious to know if you could do a duet with an artist, who it would be and what song you might sing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's that's a good question. Um the so first one, the, the, I'm the, sure you you strike me as a Slipknot kind of guy. There's yeah, probably oh a yeah. lot of Slipknot going on at, at the dust uh, house. I, I, I actually am a, and you're going to laugh at this, I'm actually a big Calvin Harris fan. Oh. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I really like his um, his structure and how he builds songs. And, uh, it's you know, it's just fun. You know, Dua Lipa, same thing, The Weeknd, you know, like... Um, I, I'm still I'm still amazed at how I know you guys are going like, Bleh. but, um, <laughs> you know, modern songwriting has has changed to as few chords as possible. So in the old days, you'd have like, you know, 19 chords and you play a jazz song and and now you got four chords and you still have to develop this melody and lyric and still have it be interesting from a, a listener's point of view. Mix that into to now, like, you know, speaker technology hasn't changed in. I don't know, a hundred years, it's still a magnet pushing a cone and you got to figure out all these different ways to make each thing sound like something. So it's like from, from the modern production side of things, that that's why I said, who, who would have thought I would like Calvin Harris. Um, but it's, it's, if I had to go into the, the, the duet world. Um, so part of, part of doing a duet is performing live. That's, that's, you know, I do all these things across the internet. You send vocals files back and forth. It's just the new way of doing things. Um, but it's like, how do you get back to the stage? How do you get to perform, have fun, live the moment, change things up? Because that's what 
you know, people, when they come to a show, anyone can listen to a record. They really want to just experience something that's different from the record. So I, I'd, I'd still have to say that, you know, Harry Connick Jr. is still like a big, big, it was a huge influence in my life. And I mean, I would love to do a duet with him, 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 or like Elvis Presley, one of the two. That would be, that actually would be very, very cool. And you, you, you have had the, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, you've, you've, uh, you have worked with some pretty amazing names. Um, one that I know I was pretty excited about on your, uh, live from Vegas album is, uh, daughter of Judy Garland, Lorna Luft. Uh, and it was cool. Luft. I loved, I loved when I loved when you, uh, you know, you asked her about growing up in that environment and, you know, she was like, well, yeah, that, that was just uh, uncle Frank. Like, like, can you imagine Frank Sinatra is just uncle Frank? Like, come on. Well, I just come watched uh, Saturday night lives, um, skit called the Sinatra group with Phil Hartman. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, some things might be better left in the past. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, I mean, people always ask me, they say, well, if, you know, if, if Frank could, could someone asked you a question, as they said, if, if, if Frank could hear your record, what would he say? He would probably punch me or send someone to kick my ass. Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, you That's know, amazing. because I mean, because I, I'm never trying to copy the guy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, but of his music specifically, but you know, um, I, I would be frightened of him because <laughs> he's so amazing. frigging good. He's so, he's, yeah. he's, Anybody who, who thinks they understand him, they understand a side of him. They don't understand, you know, he was a guy who was on top of the world and also, you know, had some very, very dark feelings. So, I mean, his, his, his depth of character was massive and sometimes, you know, destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, if he was the chairman, we'll at least, you know, you're, you're like the VP or something. We'll <laughs> give you that. I'll be the secretary. Like the deputy okay, CEO or... Look, you talked about songwriting. I, I need to know, and this was another one of my favorites. And now this was one I wish you had quizzed me on because I probably do know. All yeah, of right. Sure. Two shots of happy, one shot of sad written by Bono and the edge of U2. How did this find its way into your vocal cords? So the, the story goes is that Bono did this uh, duet with Frank uh, called I've Got You Under My Skin on one of his duet records. And obviously, how can you not be a fan of a man who's done so much. It's like, even when I look at, say, someone like Tony Bennett, who's, you know, surpassed 70 years of performing. I mean, it's, it's, if you like him or not, 70 years at any one thing is a testament to, you know, their life. So obviously Bono is just like, Frank, I'm going to write you a song. So, so him and The Edge, they wrote, they wrote the song over about a period of uh, six months. And Bono kept on sending the track to, to uh to sinatra however though you know sinatra wasn't responding he wasn't really recording new material at the time and finally um there was this uh i think it was frank's birthday i think it was his 80th birthday and uh, bono said frank i pitched this song to you a million times you haven't got back to me i'm gonna play it for you now and he did this version but that's where the song kind of ended. It, nothing really happened. So when I was uh, initially working with Universal Music, the publishing, the guy who was the head of publishing says, hey, we got this song in our publishing catalog. I think you would 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 be be great at it. Would you like to try it? I'm like, hmm, 
well, yeah, Frank Sinatra, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. But he said, you know, the caveat is we do have to send it to, 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 to them and they have to approve it. So we did the demo, send it, got a nice, uh, you know, got a nice message from Bono saying, you know, killed it, kid, you know, go for it. And that still to this day is probably one of the most consuming songs for me to sing. Um, the only other song I can kind of compare it to is is kind of like My Way, because every time I sing Two Shots or My Way, the meaning is always something different. It's mm. it's it's a song about your experience from today back. Um, so when I'm on stage, I kind of get lost in it. It's like I have an out-of-body experience, number one, because it's a great song, but also number two, because of the, the significance of the story behind it. Amazing. That is amazing. I love it. Thank you. Matt, you uh, you recorded a, a live DVD in Las Vegas. Um, is this uh, a glimpse into the future of a Vegas residence residency for you? What's 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 next? What Man, Vegas see? has changed so much. Holy. <laughs> so I lived there from 2004 to 2008. Um, it was a different time. I mean, geez, you you would have lounge bands playing. There'd be three, four bands playing at any one casino at any one time. Um, what's interesting is millennials kind of changed the economic forecast of Las Vegas where non-gaming revenue exceeded uh, gaming revenue. And obviously those people were younger adults and they love to consume experience, right? So what kind of music to listen to? Pop music. And that became the rise of the resident DJ in, in, in Las Vegas. I mean, if I had a time capsule, God, I'd love to fly back to 1965 and perform <laughs> in the show lounges. <laughs> and well, and you, you had an opportunity though from Vegas. Uh, well, you did, you did some film work there. You, you were the lounge singer guy on TV in the casino, the, correct? Yes. The reality TV. That's not reality. What? The reality TV that's not real. Oh my God, non-script no. drama. <laughs> I would never have Ugh. ever guessed. But how, how did that gig come about? Like working at, uh, was it the Golden Nugget? Yeah, I was, uh, so I was the lounge singer at the Golden Nugget trying to get to the showroom. And um, yes. it's kind of when reality TV was really beginning to take off. Mark Burnett had done the Survivor Series, kind of a, in, invented the entire uh, genre and this was an opportunity to move down to Las Vegas and to have a, a non-real storyline about me struggling in Sin City. And uh, it's, it's a lot of good things came from it. I, I, I met some, the, the owners of the casino, um, Tim Poster and Tom Breitling, who, who owned the casino at the time. Man, they bought it when they were like 33 years old. Like, wow, that's crazy. Um, that we're still friends. And those friendships became probably the best thing that ever came uh, from that. But the the way things have changed now, God, how many reality TV shows are there? A gajillion, uh, at least at least three. Yeah. But I think my chances are have improved because I was on a reality TV show. I might become president of the United States. Well, this is true. Yeah, there you go. Now you're thinking it through. I like this. <laughs> it's long term planning. It's a great connecting of the dots. <laughs> there you go. Actually, yeah, I did a yeah. duet with the, the the current president long time ago. No, you did not. Yes, sir. What? We did. Uh, he's a big what? fan of. Uh, he's a big fan of of uh, jazz music, specifically uh, the genre of like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Wow. So uh, well, 
Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how to unpack this. In the spirit of Christmas, I'm going to say very little and just allow you <laughs> to continue your story. <laughs> it was a different time. But uh, so the, the, they were putting together a soundtrack album of uh, the, of, of, the, of Donald Trump's favorite songs from The Apprentice. It's called the, um, the Crooner Edition or something. And Mel Torme, Tony Bennett, Frank, everybody's on on this record. But he wanted to do... Uh, his 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 own track. So um, we did wow. uh, for the love of money with a big band, and um, I got all of his vocal files, and we he did spoken word, and I did uh, singing. It was uh, quite wow. an interesting mashup. No longer available. Good luck no. if you can find it. <laughs> wow, that's going to be my Christmas gift to myself yeah. is to go hunt that down. <laughs> really, holy! Cow. Well, that's the thing about music, right? Music gives you all these pasts, all these different interesting people over time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, wow. uh, where you, you like you, you can make a billion dollars in the stock market, but the, these these silly opportunities that come up are just you know the stories of a career are are full with <laughs> interesting people. <laughs> It is. All right. Well, look, we said we were going to take up 30 minutes of your time. We've run over it. Let's get back into our here we go. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Psalm Session Holiday Special featuring the lovely, talented Matt Dusk. Matt, thanks for giving us your time. You guys are awesome. You really have to brush up on your Christmas lyrics, though. You really stunk at that. Like I said, had you have hit me with two shots of happy, I could have done that one. I sing that song karaoke, I'm a little embarrassed okay, to admit, it. but I do. No, I'm not doing it now. Oh, Hold on, we got to kill the big band. Yeah. I'm not, uh, yeah, not going to sing a Matt Dusk song to Matt Dusk. That's a terrible idea. No pressure. Terrible we, idea. No how pressure. about we, 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 we leave it off together? We leave it all off together. So, Brent included. And we go, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know that either. Come on, Brent. I can't. Well, Brent is just the Grinch. I'm I'm actually nicely falling asleep to the sounds of Matt Dust. Wonderful. <laughs> oh that's that's how every artist wants to know be known as. <laughs> he put me to sleep. <laughs> he put me to sleep. Well, look, Matt, I look forward to seeing your show in Hamilton next year. And even before that, as I know, we would love to have you on the stage at the Sound of Music Festival. If and when there. we ever get to do one of those again, uh, we will absolutely have you there. In the meantime, a very Merry Christmas to you, my Merry friend. Merry Christmas and to thank you, you as well for joining us today and uh, all the best to you and your family and a happy new year and may 2021 be infinitely better than what we've just lived. Do you mean the month of May or uh, any other month? The, like the, the month of like all of the entire, oh, the, the entirety, entire. the entirety. So one last time we wish you a Merry, you a Christ Merry Christmas and, and a happy, happy Brent. Year. New. Oh, you got hey, it. Hey, got hey, it. How's that? Woo, got it. That's it. He got the <laughs> oh lyrics. Oh, my God. Holy well, God. this has been a song session, probably one for the record books. My name is Miles. Joining me over there is the uh, this <laughs> the Scrooge to my Jacob Marley. And certainly last but not least to our good friend over there, Mr. Matt Dusk. Thank you so much. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year and a very, very safe and prosperous 2021 to you all. Thank you for listening. Take care.